Hello, everybody. Welcome to the first episode. If you don't know who I am, my name is Haley Estep, and I decided to create this podcast to make an open, safe space for everybody to talk about anything on their mind, things going on in the world, and also a place for myself to just kind of like let things out, things that I've learned, and just kind of like share a little bit of an insight with you guys. If you guys don't know, I actually used to have a YouTube channel where I uploaded almost every day in 2020, and I actually recently decided to delete almost everything. Everything but like one video, I want to say. And I've had a lot of people ask me, why did you do that? And to be honest, It took me a really long time to figure out why I did that. I did that because I realized I wasn't actually being who I am. I don't mean I was faking who I was. I was definitely being who I was at the time. I was masking everything going on around me at the time. And this is something that I've realized through therapy of something that I have a trait of doing. Whether it be a friendship, a relationship, situation going on, and even this podcast. It's something that I've always done to like get by during the week. Okay, so I'm going to read the definition of masking. Masking is the process by which an individual changes or masks their natural personality to conform to social pressures, abuse, or harassment. When I first realized that what I was doing was masking, I was like, oh my god, am I like psychotic like what's going on and I realized that that it's not that I'm psychotic it's that I have a trauma response due to my depression and my anxiety personally deal with anxiety and major depressive disorder and those are things that I'm working with in therapy and things I'm working with just in general with myself and understanding a little bit more like why I am that way and It's made me realize that a trauma response for me is to mask everything that's going on in my life. So just to give an example of what was going on with me in 2020 and why I haven't filmed any videos in 2021, and as you guys know, if you've been here a while and if you don't, I really, really enjoy drawing. I've been drawing my entire life and I always did it on my own time. I always did it when I wanted to draw. I always did it when I felt comfortable. And in 2020, I was introduced to a whole new world of drawing. I got an iPad and I learned how to use Procreate. And I found a community of people who use Procreate as well, but also had a business alongside with it. All my life, I've also been super into anime. I've always been into K-dramas. Like, I love art styles that are cute, unique, romantic, stuff like that. So I found this community, and I started getting obsessed with watching art studio vlogs and just videos in general of what was going on with Procreate and these cute drawings. And I was like, wow, like, I'm a good artist. I could do that too. So... I did, and I founded a company called Moon Custard, where I started off first by selling drawings, and those drawings led into making things with clay, and at first, I didn't really know what I was doing, I was just kind of making shit to, like, make it work, and it worked out, and I was like, okay, this is somewhat successful, like, this is really cool, what else could I do? 
And then I was reminded of something in my childhood that I used to do where I used to make jewelry and cute little clay things. So I was like, oh, let's make earrings with these cute flowers and moody faces on them because that's how I felt at the time because I was 23, 24, just kind of figuring out my life on my own. I was very single in 2020, needed something to like do. And I found success and happiness at the time by masking other people within my realm and circle. So I continue to make these drawings. And during the time of October to December of 2020, I made a big change in my life where I moved out of my parents' home and I got my own apartment. When I got this apartment, I realized my new freedoms. I realized I had a lot of time to do what I wanted to do. It was funny because it wasn't what I had been doing. I didn't find enjoyment in making things that were cute. I found enjoyment in other things. And for a long time, I felt very blocked because I felt like I had to create these cute things because it's what people wanted to see and what I was known for. So I just decided one day I was going to stop making videos. And it wasn't necessarily because like I didn't enjoy it. I love making videos and I still do. But I didn't feel right. Like I, I just couldn't get past this blockage. So I just stopped what I was doing and did something else. So in 2021... I kept feeling forced to like do what I was doing and I relaunched my business just a little bit and I made a metal version of these earrings that I actually got manufactured in China and I worked with the manufacturer on this project and it ended up not doing so well and I felt really ashamed because I had ordered all of these pieces and people just weren't seeming interested. And nobody seemed really excited. And honestly, I didn't feel really excited either. And I wondered, why am I not excited about this? Why am I not happy with this? So I stopped. I stopped making content. I stopped trying to feel forced to do something. I just quit. Like, the end of Moon Custard came and went, and I didn't even see it happen. So about the time that I was kind of getting fed up with Moon Custard and wanting to force myself to do things, I met a guy and I got into a relationship and that was a big distraction from like who I was and who I was going to be because I was in love and the relationship made me really happy and now it's been a little over two months since that relationship ended. I get to look back now on what happened to me like what did I do wrong not necessarily in my relationship but just like with myself because for a really long time I felt like I'm not good enough and I wanted to know like why I didn't feel good enough because I hadn't really felt that way in a very long time and it brought me back to pre-pandemic where I was I was stuck in a coffee shop making drinks every single day, having a boss who literally didn't give a shit about me and would talk about me behind my back. And I, I just felt so low as a person. And when I left that job, 
I went to another job that also made me feel really low as a person, but it was a job where I can make just a little bit more money to be able to handle that the job was really, really bad. So during that time, I didn't actually get help for the trauma that I endured with those two jobs. I just moved into a new job where I could actually be financially successful, but also do a job that I've been wanting to do for a really long time and that I am actually passionate about. So looking back, when things got to be a problem were because I didn't fix things within myself. I just gave up. And that can say a lot about who I am as a person when things get hard and maybe I do just give up. And I had to kind of like figure out why am I doing this? Why do these things keep happening to me, not even just my art and changing so many times, but my career. Um, A lot of you guys don't even know this, but when I was in high school, I actually attended culinary school. That was going to be my original career path. And I gave that up because I didn't feel comfortable with it. Do I still love cooking and baking? Absolutely. But it didn't feel like the right career choice. Yet, In all of my jobs after high school, 90% of them were in the food and beverage industry. And even now, I'm not doing a customer service-based job like out in the wild. I'm doing a customer service-based job remotely that has to do with a food and beverage company. I, I just like, I feel like my world got very intertwined with who I wanted to be, who I am, having to prove myself to the world. But at the same time, I also did that in my relationship. I masked who I was to become somebody that I'm not to perform well within the situation that I was in. And when I figured that out, let me tell you, my mind was blown. I realized for years, about, yeah, years, I figured out what I was doing wasn't even what I wanted to do. I didn't want to make cute creations. I did that because I wanted to perceive myself as a sweet, innocent, young girl that has no problems. She makes this cute art and she can get by by making a little bit extra money. Now I'm realizing a lot of that also has to do with my childhood. I grew up as an only child and I didn't have the tools to be able to show my parents that this is who I am. I feel like I've always been trying to make not only myself, but my family feel comfortable with who I am as a person, being innocent, sweet, kind, whatever. Like I, for a long time, didn't even want to have tattoos. And then within the past two years, I've realized that I do. And after this breakup, I got more tattoos and more visible places. And I think that's fine. And I even got like a nose piercing. It's a septum piercing, but it's not like one of those bowl ones. It's like one of the like closed ones. I don't know if that makes any sense, but you, I think you can visualize that. I didn't tell my parents about it. And when they saw me, they were like, why'd you do that? And I was like, because I wanted to. I wanted to do it for a long time, but I just never voiced it to them because I figured they would just be like, that's ugly, don't do that. But ever since I got it, now 
they haven't said anything. Like they voice their opinions, but they're not telling me every day that I look ugly with it on or anything. Like they might not like it, but I do. And that's not my problem if they don't like it. I'm my own person. I am not just my parents' child. Another thing that I want to bring up is masking can be a strong influence by environmental factors and authoritarian parents. And I'm not trying to say my parents are super strict by any means. They've definitely given me a lot in life that I have to be thankful for because they are things I would never be able to obtain on my own. But because of that, I've always tried to make them want to like look at me in a better light than who I look at myself as. And I don't want to do that anymore. I want to be my own person and I want to have my own thoughts and opinions. And I think that's okay. I think it's okay to want to be your own type of person. And you're probably sitting there like, duh, Haley, like everybody wants to be their own type of person. But like realizing for like almost my entire life, I've tried to pretend to be another person is shocking when you just turn 25 which might not be that young to some of you, but when you're 25 years old, you're like, oh shit, I like need to get my life together soon because it could be over tomorrow and you would have no idea. It could literally, my life could end tomorrow and I would be ending it on this note knowing that I was masking my entire life and I do not want to do that. I guess it goes to say in the past few years, all of my relationships have also had to do with masking, not even just myself, but the other person that is in it. I've been in pretty, let's be real. I've been in some pretty shitty relationships. Some of them I'm comfortable talking about, some of them I'm not, but the ones that I am comfortable talking about now, I do realize a lot of what I did to stay in those relationships, even though I should have left, was because I was just trying to mask myself and make the other person happy. I was not trying to do anything good for myself. I just wanted to be with another person. I didn't want to be alone because I didn't truly know who I was. Sometimes masking can also be a survival mechanism. And for me personally, it has definitely become a part of my life when it comes to surviving and trying to grow away from masking. I cannot do that to myself anymore. I have to learn and forgive myself for what I've done in the past and just be open to things that I want to do now. For example, I've always wanted to travel and although I have a car, it's not always the best transportation. Like, Having to drive somewhere just to get to a destination can be boring, especially when you're doing it alone. So I decided out of the blue that I was just going to go to Seattle and instead of driving, even though it's only like a three hour drive, I decided to take the Amtrak and like take a train and go to a new place that I've never been before. I think a lot also being an only child that kind of gets in the way of trying to survive is my own facade of who I want to have in my life. I know personally that I want to have people in my life that listen to me, communicate with me, talk to me, not only about my life, but as well as theirs. And for a while, I just feel like the only thing I was doing was caring about who I was and 
not listening to what other people had to say. Like my best friend, Laura, absolutely love her to death, has given some of me the best advice I've ever had. And it, it would go in one ear and out the other in a matter of seconds. And then I'd be doing the same thing again. And she'd be like, Haley, why are you still doing those things that are not helping you? And I realized it was because I wanted to make other people like me. I dated this guy on and off many, many times for about a span of a year, which doesn't actually feel like a lot of time, but it was. It was so on and off that I can't even tell you how many times we broke up, but every time we would go off, she would be like, you need to stop doing that because you're harming yourself and you're not going to help yourself at all. And at the time, I didn't see that. Like, I wanted to be with this person so badly because I was so lonely that I would do anything and everything to hurt myself. And that meant going back to him multiple times. Even the last time I saw him, I made an offer where I was like, let's hang out sometime. And we did. We did end up talking and hanging out. And I realized in the middle of us just like talking about like things going on in our life, I realized I didn't actually like him that much. (laughs) Like I looked him in the eyes and I was just like, I feel nothing for you. Like, why am I here? Why am I doing this to make you feel better or make you look at me like in a different light? And from that day forward, I never talked to that guy again. I think there's something we talked about, about the calming effects of masking. It makes you feel calm to talk to other people who are a certain way. And Maybe it's something that you actually want to be and not necessarily something you're masking. Like you actually want to be a good person. But at the time, maybe you're not emotionally intelligent enough to be that type of person or at least available enough because those are two very different things. Emotional availability and emotional intelligence are two things you have to do and learn to be able to be yourself. And for years, I don't think I really understood what that actually meant to me. Emotional availability describes the ability to sustain emotional bonds in relationships. Since it's pretty much impossible to have a connection, emotionally unavailable people tend to struggle in relationships, often preferring to date casually and keep someone distant. So, in all reference... If you can't keep a promise to yourself, if you can't tell yourself who you want to be, you're not emotionally available for anyone, let alone yourself. If you're staying at a job that makes you incredibly unhappy and you continue to stick with that job because you know that money will be coming in every couple of months, you're not doing anything to actually satisfy yourself emotionally. You are still continuing to push yourself away from where you actually want to be. That could also be in friendships as well. Like say you're dating somebody and you're in love with them and you're super excited to be with them, but this other side of you is just telling you that you're not ready for this relationship yet, even though you want to be in it. And instead of telling your partner this and letting it affect you and you just continue to like repress that, eventually it's going to blow up in your face. Eventually you're going to realize that you're not ready for what's happening in a relationship and it might be too late. It might be at a point where you've done all these things with a person and then suddenly you're like panicking and you're like, I can't do this anymore and you just walk away. 
I think this also comes to sharing feelings as well. If you're in a relationship with somebody, they should be able to tell you their feelings. And if you can't tell them your feelings, even if it's a like a good feeling, it doesn't have to be negative. If it's a good feeling and you want to tell them, you should tell them. You shouldn't keep that in. You should tell them how you feel. Emotional intelligence is most often defined as the ability to perceive, use, understand, manage, and handle emotions. If you're not able to manage or perceive your emotions to another person, you are not emotionally intelligent enough at that point. You may be able to do things and say things, but that doesn't mean you're actually ready for them. There's been many times where I've told myself I'm ready to do something in my life, such as owning a business, such as having a YouTube channel that's somewhat successful, but not actually be emotionally ready for it yet. The reason why I didn't post for an entire year, because I wasn't emotionally ready to do that. I wasn't emotionally ready to have the following that I had, and I wasn't actually ready to be able to post the content that I wanted to post. I was posting content because I wanted other people to look at me and see in a positive light, I knew what I was doing which is masking. I was trying to pretend and perceive who I was as a person for satisfaction, not for myself, but for the other people around me. I think the best thing to do, if you even think that you're doing tendencies of masking, or if you think that what you're talking about is to self-reflect. The best way for me personally to do that is through therapy or talking to different kinds of friends who are at different points in their life. For example, I have a couple of friends who are married. I have a few friends that are not married and more my age. And talking to these people and hearing their own life experiences have made me realize what is wrong with my life. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a sense where I'm like, oh my God, everything is wrong with my life. No, I'm doing great. I'm learning. I have my good days. I have my bad days. But I'm also understanding what got me to this point. What got me to understand that I've been pretending for a really long time who I actually am. So self-evaluate. Look at yourself and look at your past. What has changed over time for the good, the bad, and maybe things that you're actually just kind of tired of doing and why you might be tired of doing those things. Because it is totally okay to change. You don't have to continue doing the same thing every day if you don't actually like it. You can change what's going on. It may take some time and it might not happen overnight, but I promise you if you put the hard work and dedication into it, you're going to get there a lot faster than somebody that just sat around and complained all the time about something that they didn't like doing. Another good thing that you can do is observe how you react to other people. In my life, I've had a lot of people like tell me, why are you doing this? This doesn't make you happy, so why are you doing it? And they would kind of like put it in my face. And I guess at first it made me feel bad. It made me feel, why is this person bullying me? Why, why is this person telling me that I'm doing everything wrong? It's probably because they were more emotionally educated about their intelligence than I was. I was looking at it at them like, attacking me when in reality they were just trying to help me and they were just trying to tell me their own opinions to be able to understand who I need to be and also just give me some insight that even though my emotions are valid 
they might not be 100% correct. And I need to learn from my experiences to be able to have a more successful future. One of the last things that I kind of want to talk about is taking responsibility for your own actions. So we're about to get into something like a little bit deeper right now. So I just kind of want to warn you if you are sensitive to some specific topics, you know what I'm talking about. If you are out there that might be triggering to you, feel free to just go ahead and skip the rest of this podcast. I will see you guys next time I make an episode, but I just like want to put a little disclaimer out there because some of you might not be ready to talk about this yet or even listen to a friend talk about it. Sometimes you have to take responsibility for situations that have happened in your life. Recently, I got out of a relationship and in the beginning, I questioned myself. I questioned what did I do wrong to make the situation happen? Because once you're not with another person, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're alone and you reflect on what you did to cause the problem. When in reality, it might not necessarily be your problem. It might be the way the other person handled the situation. But I have to take responsibility for who I was and what I let myself put up with. In every relationship that I've been in, I have been able to put up with a lot. And I don't mean that as the guys that I have dated are the worst people in the world. I believe every single one of them are different, but I have to take responsibility for the things that I've put up with. When It could be something so small, like not taking care of themselves enough to like brush their hair or brush their teeth, or it could be something big, like breaking up with me and then two days later saying they made a mistake and quickly taking them back without even like thinking about it. I have to take responsibility for the fact that I accepted that. I have to take responsibility for the fact that I put up with things that nobody (laughs) should be putting up with. If you feel like you aren't able to take responsibility for things in your life, I think you should do some self-reflection and maybe just Write out your emotions on what's going on in your life because I think we all need to take responsibility for certain things that happen to us, whether it's a breakup or getting a new job and realizing the last job that I was complaining about all the time was because I wouldn't put the effort in enough to actually change that job. The same goes with family and friends. If you have family members or friends who question you or question your self-worth or question your actions even at the least even if it's something small like for example like me getting tattoos or getting piercings that maybe some people aren't okay with you have to take responsibility for the way that you reacted to them reacting to you and I have to understand personally that even though there's things that my parents aren't going to like it's things that are going to make me personally happy And not everything I'm going to do is going to make them happy, just like the ways in which they treat me might necessarily not make them happy. Or maybe even they have to take responsibility for the way that they deal with things. And that's not my problem. It's not my problem if somebody doesn't want to be around me because of things that I do. It's not my problem if people don't want to fix things because they're not emotionally ready for it yet. I have to take responsibility for the problems that I've created in life. And for example, this is kind of like, this is kind of a touchy topic, but my depression got really, really bad in 2021. And 
For a long time, I would complain about it and I would cry. And instead of going and getting help, because I knew I could do that, I didn't. I went to a few therapy sessions and pretended like I was okay and masked those around me to be able to be a positive influence in life. When in reality, that wasn't doing anything for me. It was actually making me a lot worse because I was pretending to be somebody who I wasn't. And at the height of my depression, I got out of a relationship that I wanted to be in. And I have to take that responsibility for allowing myself to get to the sad point where I wanted to end my own life. I had to sit through doctor's appointments, therapy appointments, and admit to people in my life that there had been thoughts in my mind where I wanted to end my own life. Now that I'm like working on those things and figuring out why I felt that way, I have to sit here and tell those people what happened, but I have to take responsibility for how those things happened because I wasn't taking myself to therapy. I wasn't getting on the proper medications. I wasn't seeking out doctors for help. And I wasn't doing anything to make myself a happier person. I was doing everything to be personally self-destructive. And people around me may have seen that and they didn't tell me because they thought I was happy. But I wasn't. I wasn't happy. I wasn't satisfied with life. And now I have to take responsibility for my actions that led me to get to the point where I was so depressed that I was ready to end my life. I think the conversation about ending people's lives and why they do that should be talked about more because I think there's actually a lot of people that have had that thought in their life. Maybe not necessarily a thought that they would actually go through and do it, but it has popped up in many people's lives. And I think in society today, we always want to perceive ourselves as normal, perfect, happy, and thriving. And that's okay. It's okay to like want to romanticize your life and be okay with it. But I think we all need to be a little more honest with society and realize we can't be the perfect person that society wants us to be. Sometimes things in life are messy and sometimes having these emotions makes us feel messy and crazy even. But getting the right help and taking care of yourself and taking that responsibility for understanding, am I emotionally available? Am I not? Am I communicating enough with my partner? Am I telling the world who I actually am? Am I staying at this job because it makes me money? Or am I staying at this job because it actually makes me happy? Can I be successful doing what I'm doing now? Or can I be successful doing something that I've always wanted to do rather than what everybody sees me doing? And I think with that, I'm just going to leave you guys with a question. Have you examined your actions and how it will affect others? Or have you examined your actions and how well affect you today and tomorrow and maybe five years from now? Have you been able to take that responsibility in your life to be honest and open with yourself? Is what you're doing right now something you want to continue to be doing five years from now? Have you had thoughts that are making you sad? Are you not actually doing the correct actions to take care of yourself rather than others? And 
I think in growing, that is like the first part of growing is understanding, are you doing what's best for you or are you doing what's best for other people? And if you're not, it's okay to change. And if it hurts other people, then that's another reflection of yourself. You have to look at that and see, why did I decide to hurt this other person rather than being open with it and talking about it before it got really bad? Is that somebody that you want to be even? Like, do you want to be the person that another person has to think about and think about negatively? Or do you want to be the person that you want to be without other people's opinions getting mixed into that? I'm so excited for this podcast and I just want to say a quick thank you to everybody who has been here through everything with me because I feel like there's so many of you who have seen me grow over the years from when I was 20 to now being 25, five years later. It's so crazy. My content has changed so much over the years. And I'm really just excited to have this platform and actually be able to talk to you guys and like have like this open conversation and also have other people on this podcast and like talk about topics that they want to talk about or topics that I want to ask them because I've either seen them online or we're friends and I've had this conversation with them behind the scenes, but they're comfortable enough to like actually talk about it on a social platform. So thank you guys so, so much. Again, if you want to submit a story or possibly even be on the podcast, feel free to reach out to Letters from Therapy Podcast on Instagram or Letters from Therapy Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your stories. And if any of the topics that you guys bring up and you don't necessarily want to be on the podcast, I would love to be able to get more topics, more ideas for the podcast, and definitely mention you if you want me to do so. So again, thank you so much for listening to the first episode. I can't wait to make another podcast on another topic. This just feels like free therapy for like everybody. And maybe just being there as a friend if you need one. And don't don't hesitate to reach out. I'm here for you if you need anything at all. And I can help you get those resources that you might possibly need. And I just want to be like that friend that you like FaceTime and like, you're like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Like, let's have a conversation about life and talk about things. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will chat with you soon. Bye-bye guys.